Welcome to the radio program, Why Paul? Bringing and interpreting the doctrine Jesus Christ presented through the Apostle Paul. Your hosts are Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton of 14th Street Ministries. We are here to bring you the answers found in 2 Timothy 2.15 and encourage you to teach and share this program with others. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton. And we welcome everyone here. We hope everybody had a, a great day and so that we're able to end our day uh, with hearing out of um, God's word. Uh, so we're glad you joined us. I'm your, your host, Michelle Mix. And I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. And I'm your host, Pam Lampton. And today we're going to uh, we'll, uh, jump back in. We're going to actually pick up from where we left off last week. Um, but first, we always like to check to see if we got any questions this week that we can answer for our listeners. We did. And uh, we have a listener um, that sent in a question, and she is six years old. Wow. And her name's Gabrielle. And um, she has a very interesting question. It says, if there's only one God... How can he be in everyone? Mm, good question. Okay, yeah, I good. thought that was a good question. Um, I'm going to give a little illustration first. Um, it's if you know there's an egg and you, you see it, your mom taking out an egg in the refrigerator or going to cook up eggs in the morning, that egg has a hard shell. And then you crack that egg open, there's the yolk. And there's the whites. So there's three parts of that egg. So that's one egg, but three parts. Mm -hmm. And that's an illustration of the Trinity. And God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one, but they each have different jobs and responsibilities. And that's how God can be with everyone because he is everywhere but the Holy Spirit is who dwells within us. And I'm going to let Dad answer the rest. All righty. Let's open in prayer here. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to present your word, to read your word, and to encourage uh, the listeners to study the word, rightly dividing the word, the word of truth, and uh, that it, they will abound more and more in wisdom and knowledge and understanding of your word. Father, we come to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay, here's the here's the answer. Uh, this is for Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is uh, Gabrielle listening? I believe she probably is because she's okay. a, a faithful listener for us. Okay. And she's six years old? Six years old. She's in kindergarten. Wow. Just started kindergarten. Good. Okay, let's, uh, Gabrielle, here's, if you listen to this. God has no limits, so he can be anywhere and everywhere he pleases. God is not like us. He is altogether greater and one of a kind. There's only one God. There's nothing like God. He's one of a kind. God created people with a body. Do you see your body, Daniel or um, Gabrielle? So God created people with bodies that can only be in one place in one time. But God is not created, but God is not a created being. He is the one who has always been. 
God is all present, what we call omnipresent, which means he's everywhere at the same time, in all places, at all the time. If God were not omnipresent, we would not be sure if he were to listen to our prayers or helping a boy in Timbuktu, that's another country or whatever. So he's answering your prayers and his prayers. He can do that all at the same time, whether he's on this side of the world or the next side of the world, the other side of the world. But God has no limits. So Christians can trust and pray to him at any time since he is always present. If you are a child of God through Jesus Christ, you never need to fear. God is always with you. And we'd like to read some verses kind of back it up to let you know that Christ is always with you. Okay. Michelle, would, would you read uh, Matthew uh, 28, 20? Okay. So when we read, we want to go to the Bible. Um, and so that we know that this is where we get our answers is from the Bible. Yeah, so we're, Ga- if Gabrielle will open up her Bible and go to Matthew 28. Yeah. You can turn to Matthew 28, 20, which says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Very good. And then uh, we do have Hebrews. So let me go to Hebrews. Hebrews 13, 5. Okay. So Hebrews 13, 5 says, let your conversation be without covetousness uh, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Okay. And then we're going to go to the Old Testament. Let's go to Psalms 23. And why don't you read all of Psalms 23? Okay. So I'll read the whole thing. Uh, This is the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, those were to Israel, but we can also claim those for this age of body of the Christ, body of Christ. Um, then we had How about Gal- Galatians 3, 26 through 28. Okay. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Okay. Very good. So, um, definitely. Um, so hopefully that helps Gabrielle, uh, and ev- all the other children that are listening, uh, to understand that if there is only one God, he can be in everyone. That's God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, yep. one God. And remember, and that's, a, and that's a dimension that we don't really understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to take it by faith. Yes. 
and um, uh, talking about, you know, learning and, and we appreciate um, a, a child sending in their question. And definitely if anyone else has any other questions, we're happy to, um, you know, discuss that and go over those questions. Uh, we do have, um, since we're talking about questions and uh, children learning, we do have a call in. Uh, that we're that I'm going to play for us. Uh, so we have a call in from Danielle, and um, so I'm going to play that, and we'll um, see what she has to say. So hello, uh, uh, Danielle. Hello. Um, I just wanted to share something about kids' understanding of the Bible. So I have three kids, ages six, four, and two. Um, and my husband does a devotional with them every night. And we started off with doing a beginner's Bible and just has um, little stories in it. They're short with some pictures and stuff and they love it. Well, they have already finished all of them. So I needed to find a new one. So I found another beginner's Bible and it's um, King James version. And I bought that. And then when it came, I noticed it didn't have any pictures and it's a regular Bible. I'm like, hmm, I don't know if they'll be able to understand this um, as easily as the one with the pictures and the ones that's worded for little kids. So um, I'm homeschooling my six-year-old and during her school lesson, we have Bible class and we were going to be learning about Cain and Abel. So I went and grabbed that new Bible that we had just bought. And I decided to teach her about Cain and Abel from that Bible. And I went through and I read the verses and um, I did do some explaining of what the verses were talking about, what they were meaning um, just briefly um, and about how Cain and Abel gave gifts to God and God really liked um, Abel's gift and then Cain got jealous and all of that. Well, anyway, um, so her school day was over. And then we went on with our day and didn't talk about it after that. Well, then that night, I put um, the kids to bed. And the six-year-old and the four-year-old, they share a room. And I have a camera in there to baby monitor. Um, and so I'm able to hear if anyone's up and crying and stuff. So I hear over the baby monitor after I put them to bed, this, my six-year-old, she is telling uh, my four-year-old about Cain and Abel. And she explained everything that I had taught her, everything that I had read directly from the Bible. And I was just amazed. And I showed my husband, I was like, look, they can understand this mm -hmm. Bible, even though it didn't have any pictures in it, even though it wasn't worded at a child's level they still were able to understand it. So um, I was really excited to hear that she was able to understand and tell her sister about what she had learned from the Bible. Well, that was a, that was a good testimony. Yeah, that, mm -hmm. um, uh, most people don't agree with me, but I, I think that uh, when you're teaching uh, children, uh, people will say, well, I want to bring it down to a child's level and all that. I think that's a bunch of baloney myself. I think you need to, just like Danielle did, read word for word out of the Bible without the cartoons and all that stuff. Mm 
and allow the Holy Spirit to teach them. Mm-hmm. Because we present the word of God, uh, uh, that God has presented to us through the word of God, through the Bible, and we're to, to pass that on to our children, to anybody, and then l- allow the Holy Spirit to teach them. And sometimes I think we don't give the Holy Spirit the credit to do him uh, in, in teaching, and, and we think we have to manipulate things. Mm-hmm. And I think if we give the, give the child the, uh, the word of God, and then allow the Holy Spirit to teach them. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they do understand. And um, another thing that's really important is children uh, memorize more easily than we think. So any Bible verse or gospel message that you want to teach your child, teach it through Scripture, mm-hmm. have them memorize that Scripture, and God promises that that will never turn void in their life. Yeah, that's right. As far as ways they go in, in their walk, um, they will always remember verses that the Holy Spirit can bring up into their life. Yes. So that's very, very, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good testimony. Yeah. And, and uh, that is, is really, um, you know, that's encouraging to know and hopefully encouraging, encouraging to other parents as well. You know, because, you know, I know as parents, you know, we always want to make sure that we're sharing the word of God um, with our children. And um, and you said and part of what you said was we don't give credit enough um, to the Holy Spirit or we're not giving credit enough to the child, you know, that their mind is open, you know, to the Holy Spirit and they can understand the word of God as it is written. Right. Jesus Jesus in his ministry on earth um, said, let the children come unto me and do not turn them away because the kingdom of God as is, is like a little child. It's the heart, the innocence and the faith the child has. And even Jesus himself portrayed that to his disciples. That's right. Mm-hmm. Don't turn them away. So um, we did have some other questions come in last week. Um, we're back to the theme of um, the path of a good soldier. And the word we used was in time of apostasy. And there's another term that was used, sound doctrine. So I'm just going to go over the definition of that um, just to make it clear. I know we don't use, there's some terms we just don't use today. And sometimes as Christians or um, mature Christians or people that have been in the faith a long time use words that um, that we don't use today. And some people think, well, what does that mean? So apostasy basically is, um, it comes from a Greek word, apostia, that means a defiance of an established system or the authority of rebellion. And in the first um, century world, apostasy was a technical term for a political revolt or defection. So um, basically a rebellion against an institution or something, just like the first century spiritual apostasy threatened the body of Christ. It threatened the church. And uh, Michelle, could you read um, 2 Peter 3.17? Sure. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, Beware, lest ye also, 
being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. Yeah, and they use the word steadfastness because you think steadfastness is a word that's strong, uh, bearing root into something to stay stable in a foundation. And uh, what we're going to be going over, we're continuing the path of a good soldier. As Christians, we still need to be aware of false doctrine of false um, teachings. So using the term apostasy in time of apostasy, even though back in Paul's day and the disciples' day and, and uh, Peter, they still were dealing with rebellion and with false doctrine. Okay, so sound doctrine, um, sound doctrine is important because our faith is based on a specific message. The overall teaching of the church contains many elements, but the primary message is explicitly defined. Christ died for our sins according to scriptures. He was raised the third day according to scriptures. That's found in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 4. Sound doctrine is the essence of having a strong, sound foundation. It is the good news and it is the most important message. Change that message, and the basis of faith shifts from Christ to something else. It is Christ and Christ alone. The eternal destiny depends upon hearing the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, as we see in Ephesians 1.13 and also in 2 Thessalonians 2.13-14. So sound doctrine is based on Jesus Christ, the gospel message. So anything that deters from that becomes apostasy. Anything that deters from that message is false doctrine. Even if they take Bible verses out of contents from different books and make their own religion, it's wrong. Many religions have taken Christ completely out of the picture and just added maybe love Mm-hmm. Or God accepts everyone. And it sounds good, but it's not sound doctrine. Mm-hmm. Thank you uh, for helping to um, clear us up on that, because that was a question. Uh, we'll be right back, and we're going to continue with the path of a, gold sol- a good soldier. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. 
Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to the radio program, Why Paul? If you'd like to participate in today's program, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Michael R. Mix at 14thStreetMinistries.com. Now, back to Why Paul? And welcome back. I'm your host, Michelle Mix. I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. And I'm your host, Pam Lampton. And uh, so we're talking, uh, we're going back in, we're going to pick up from last week uh, with the path of a good soldier. And I have gold on my mind, apparently. And um, so it looks like we're, um, we'll discuss um, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. We'll start there. Yeah, I'll start with that. Okay. Um, 1 Corinthians 15, chapter 15, 1 through 4. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, but which also ye are saved, if ye, kept, if ye keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to scripture. And, and that is the gospel. And that's the gospel that uh, Satan's attacking mm-hmm. with his um, teaching of uh, devils, the Satan's teaching, and getting, because um, uh, this points to the cross, and anything that points to the cross, Satan hates, and he tries to distort the body of Christ. Um, let's go to Second um, uh, Timothy, uh, where, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, this is Paul speaking, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bonds. Um, let's go over to Ephesians 6, 19 through 20. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Satan wants to attack that. He wants to attack that mystery. And that mystery is the body of Christ and the gospel that was given to us by the risen Christ. In this body of Christ. We're members of the body of Christ, and he's trying to 
trick us by giving unsound doctrine and not sticking mm-hmm. to sound doctrine. Mm-hmm. And then um, speaking of like the elect, uh, we'll go over to 2 Timothy 10 uh, that says, Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Um, speaking of the elect, so we'll go to Titus 1.1. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. Um, and that brings us to De- Deuteronomy 7.6 that also says that for thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Because you're talking about Israel there. Okay. And then in 1 Peter 1 and 2, the elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Christ of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. And there again, he's, he's talking to Israel. Okay. So the elect here is the... Um, the elect. It's talking about Israel, talk- but in first in Titus here, it's talking about the servants. Yeah, all, all saints are, are considered the elect, whether they're in times past or uh, but now in this age of grace. And then ages to come, the elect are the ones that were that have followed the truth and followed God, and and this is all the saints from Adam mm-hmm. to the last person that's that's not an enemy of Christ. It's not an enemy of God. So we're all elect. Mm-hmm. All believers are elect. Okay, uh, and then it goes to salvation. Um, and again, back to Romans 1.16, talking about our salvation, is, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And, and that um, the Jew, uh, Israel has fallen for, for a time being, and the Jew has to come receive his salvation the same as a Gentile. So we're all on equal levels. We're all the same. We're all the same. And, and we have to come through what Pam had wrote there, the, what Pam had read before, the gospel. We all have to come in the same way. There's no difference. Mm-hmm. And the body of Christ today is God's representative to the world today. Not Israel for a time being, but the body of Christ. Which then gives us the promise of resurrection uh, to those who died um, with Christ, and it gives us our assurance of our eternal reward. Um, so in Second Timothy eleven twelve says, "It is a faithful saying: For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us." And then in Matthew 10, 33, says, but, but whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. He's talking about Israel there. 
So he's, he's talking about Israel. If you do this, I'll do this. In the body of Christ, he's already forgiven our sins. He's already taken our sins away, and he's given a free gift. It's not what we do. It's what he does. What he did for our salvation is absolutely perfect for our salvation, and it's not by works, but by faith. Okay. Um, Michelle, I think you took pens. No, that's fine. You're at Second um, Timothy one thirteen. Uh-huh. That's you. Yeah, but before that. You did, no, but no, it said M beside it. It did. Yes. No, it says P on my. <laughs> okay. We'll discuss back, that on the break. Yeah, right. Yeah. Back to Second Timothy. <laughs> back to Second Timothy. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. And, and of course, Paul is always talking to believers. And no matter what we, after we're, after we're, we've been saved, it doesn't, uh, Christ is faithful in our salvation. Our faith is in Christ and in his faithfulness. It's not, it's not uh, counting. It's not what we do. It's what he's done. In Numbers mm-hmm. 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall, shall he not make it good? Okay. So, 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 so Christ is predestinated for, his, for that eternal glory. And no matter what we do, it will not affect that. But we can be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And his works. Yes. And we have uh, 2 Timothy 1.14. Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the severity of the hearers, subverting of the hearers. Strive not. Um, Titus 3, 9 through 10. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and striving about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. A man that is a heretic after the first and second admonition reject. So basically it's as a... uh, a good soldier putting forth a good effort um, in your Christian walk, don't get, I call these speed bumps. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught up in the sidetraction of, of like it's saying foolish questions or genealogies. Now we say you can ask, ask any question and it's not a foolish question, but these are questions like uh, they were asking um spiritual questions and like today we have people to ask the same thing you know i i feel that there's other beings living on other of in the atmosphere and other mm-hmm. planets you know god must be a really jealous god just to or a cruel god just to invent us and not other things and then they dwell on those things and then mix in science mm-hmm. with uh with christianity or Mixing other religions with Christianity. Yeah, they're trying and to then, trick trick you into. Yeah, 
And so to, it says uh, those are unprofitable. Mm-hmm. You know, when the when the taking the time for the main the main theme is Christ and Christ alone. Yeah, yeah and it's diverting. Our, yeah, mm-hmm. because our we have a twofold ministry as ambassadors for Christ. We have a ministry to warn, and we have a ministry to teach, and we need to stay on those two uh, obligations. Mm-hmm. A minister, we have a ministry to warn, not only warn the lost but also warn the believers on sound doctor. And then we're to teach. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And uh, speaking of teaching also, we're, we aren't trying to present ourselves for the approval of, of people. So when we're teaching, we're, we're not, we're, we're not doing it for the approval of people. We're doing it for God. Um, and it's a call to our faithfulness. You know, like we're saying, the title is the path to a good soldier. Um, so like in second Timothy uh, 15 it says, study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, that's giving diligence to make your calling and election sure. Um, and if we go to Second Peter 1, 6 through 11, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these, thi- if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's um, rightly dividing. Um, Matthew fifteen or thirteen fifty two. Go ahead. And and one thing we when we're teaching or instructing or whatever, or our walk, we always walk in grace. We teach in grace, and love is always the center of the um, our attitude towards whoever we're teaching or whoever we're speaking to. But it's love, and um, and we operate under grace, under grace system, mm-hmm. and not the law system. Yes. Uh, in Matthew thirteen fifty two, then said he unto them, therefore, every scribe, which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven, is like unto a man that is an householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. Okay, and that treasure—that uh, treasure—is the word of God. We can we can take old things out of times past. The, the word of God is the Bible is from Genesis to Revelation is for our learning, and of course, uh, Paul's writings, Romans through Philemon, is to us. So we need to understand that, but it's all for our learning. And. Um, 2 Timothy uh, 16, but shun profane and vain babbling, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. And their word, 
will eat as it as doth a, can, a canker, of whom in Hemenius and Pilatius, whatever they are, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrowed, and overthrow the faith of some. They they were spreading out bad information, saying the that the resurrection has already ha- happened, which was not true, and of course they were discouraging the believers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Concerning truth, have erred. In the second or first Timothy six nineteen through twenty one, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. O Timothy, this is Paul speaking to Timothy. Keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babbling, and in opposition of science falsely so-called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. And then he um, we'll talk about the resurrection, and because um, this is what we're looking for. This is our glorious hope is the resurrection. In 1 Corinthians um, 15, 12, now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? So he's asking, if Christ has been resurrected, how can you say there's no resurrection? And um, and I'll go on to Hebrews, uh, Michelle. Yeah, we'll take a we'll take a quick break and we'll come back uh, and we'll uh, mark that we're at Hebrews and we'll go over that. So we'll be right back after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play 
with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul and welcome back i'm your host michelle mix i'm your host uh, michael mix and i'm your host pam lampton and um, yes, we heard the phone number, the 888 number, that if you would like to call in and, and ask a question or give any comments directly while we're on the air. Um, and also, if you would like to join us where you can add your comments and be part of the conversation, you can go to Facebook and you can add us on Facebook. So that's Facebook. Um, you would look up 14th Street Online Bible Study and you can watch us live. Um, every Tuesday. So that's 1-4-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-O-N-L-I-N-E-B-I-B-L-E-S-T-U-D-Y. Every time I say that, I feel like I'm singing that song, B-I-B-L-E. So yeah, join us and you can be part of our um, questions and dialogue and we'd we'd appreciate that. Uh, So now we're back to Hebrews. Okay. Um, The Path of a Good Soldier I'll go back here to the resurrection is because this is our blessed hope. This is what we're looking for and waiting mm-hmm. for. And this is, um, this is on our mind all the time, the resurrection. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Wouldn't that be kind of depressing for someone to tell us that when that's our blessed mm-hmm. hope? Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course, and of course, that resurrection, Christ's resurrection, is very important for us because when we become believers, we're baptized into Christ's death, we're, and His burial and His resurrection. Right now, in God's eyes, we're sitting with Christ in heavenly places. And we're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ and heirs of God and children of God. So that's that's our blessed hope is someday that'll come to fruition where we're totally in that position. Mm-hmm. Go to Hebrews um, 11, 18 through 20. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall the seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith, I seek bless Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. So they were looking for a resurrection also. And of course, that had to do with the kingdom. Okay. And our resurrection and, is heavenly. Right. And um, next we come up with the uh, another... Uh, bullet point for the path of a good soldier is the foundation of God, mm-hmm. which we find in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of 
Christ depart from iniquity. I'm going to read that again. It's, it's very strong. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And that's one thing that the Christian faith can say that their God knows them. And we're sealed. We're sealed into the day of redemption. Yes, sealed by the Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, Proverbs 10, 23 through 25. It is, it is as spark. It is as spot to the fool to do mischief, but a man of understanding hath wisdom. The fear of the wicked, it shall come upon him, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. As the whirlwind passeth, so is the wicked no more, but the righteous is an everlasting foundation. And the Lord knoweth them that are his. In Numbers 16.5, and he spake unto Korah and unto the company, saying, Even to morrow the Lord shall show who is his, who is holy, and will cause him to come near unto him. Even him whom he had chosen will he cause them to come near unto him. So God has chosen us, and the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit has drawn us to him, and we're we are uh, sealed into the day of redemption. And when he talks about Korah here, Korah rebelled against uh, Moses, and uh, and all of Korah and his followers, they were cast into hell alive. God opened up the earth right there on the spot mm -hmm. and cast Korah and his followers into hell alive. So that's how serious it is to rebel against God. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, what promise we have in, um, you know, like you said, for our resurrection. I mean, that's what we're work what we're looking towards is, is that uh, promise. Um, so if we're looking at second Timothy 2021 20, is talking about a great house. Um, now God's great house is it's a great house because of who it belongs to. It's a great house because it is planned and designed on a great scale. It's a great house of the great cost that to build it, which is through Jesus Christ's blood. And it's a great cost of its importance. Um, so as Timothy 2, 20 and 21 says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Second uh, Timothy three, uh, Timmy, <laughs> a given abbreviation names now. Second Timothy three seventeen says that the man of God may be perfect. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And that perfect means mature. In other words, we're, we're to meet, be mature. Uh, we work, we've been, we've been saved. We're not saved by works, but we're saved by the works of Christ. So because of our gratitude, we work. 
Plus, we also know we're going to get a reward for the work we do, whether it's gold, silver, or, or precious stones. So, uh, understanding and uh, teaching sound doctrine is part of that, rightly dividing the word of truth, so that we're uh, thoroughly furnished unto good works. And so, what's a, the verse, um, 2 Timothy 3, 15, 6, and 16. Read those verses before that. My, uh, First Timothy the, what? Um, 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3. Verses 15, 16, and 17. Read those together. And that from a child thou hast known thy holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Yeah, so that that the verses before that says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. So that's how we can be perfect and thoroughly furnished is through the word of God. And, and God speaks to us through the word. He doesn't mm-hmm. come directly to us. It's indirect. Mm-hmm. It, it, it actually comes from God to the, to the word of God and then to us. Mm-hmm. So it's not, he doesn't go to us today in this age of grace. He doesn't go to us directly. He goes to us through his word. Right, and, the, and we do have to go through reproof and correction um, through those verses. That's what makes you, I, I look at this, at, and when you think of thoroughly furnished, you think of a house that's furnished. Mm-hmm. You know, people, sometimes people will lease a home that's already furnished because they live somewhere else. So to be thoroughly furnished would be um, but really beneficial for, in our part spiritually. So we may have to go through some correction and go through some reproof and conviction from the word of God to change our minds and our thoughts to get them uh, renewed. Yeah, and we have to be willing, willing. And of course, that correction only could come through God's word. If somebody, if, if we speak in error and somebody's listening and they know that we're speaking in there, they need to correct us through the word, though, not through not through tra- tradition and religion and denomination stuff. If you're going to correct us, go to God's word and and we will follow that. Whatever God's word says, we welcome. We welcome anyone. Yeah, that's to, right. You know, because let we're us know. learning too. We're always learning, mm-hmm. and there are things that we need to be corrected on. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, back to Timothy, Second uh, Timothy, mm-hmm. and twenty-two. Flee also uh, youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity. Charity means love, of course. Peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men. Apt to teach and patience, just what we were talking about. In meekness, instructions, 
those that oppose themselves, if God preadventures, will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of their tr- of the truth and meekness. In uh, Galatians six one, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. So if we if we're to be kind and and loving and correct that individual with with the word of God and understanding. Mm-hmm. Okay. And back to Second Timothy uh, chapter one, verse twenty-six, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Um, Hebrews 2, 13 through 15. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all in their lifetime subject to bondage. Yep. If if the powers and principalities would have known that uh, Christ would be resurrected at the cross and that, that he defeated Satan at the cross, they would have never crucified him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that can end with a presentation of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gospel is... Um, uh, in Second Corinthians one through fifteen, or fifteen uh, one through four, if we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if we first we have to understand we're sinners. We believe in His death, burial, and resurrection. He shed His blood to pay the price, the penalty for sin, and then He was resurrected. And if we believe that, we become a brand new creation. We become heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, and we receive eternal life and the grace that was given through the works of the cross. And that's totally paid for by Jesus Christ for us. Free gift. Free gift. What do we have to do to, what do we have to do to get that gift? Absolutely nothing. Yep. It's a free, gifts are always free, supposed to be. Yes. And Satan tries to put works with it. And you got to be aware of that. Yes. So uh, we appreciate everyone listening this week. We appreciate your questions coming in. And definitely, you know, if uh, children have questions, uh, send them in to us. Uh, If you go to our Facebook uh, page, the 14th Street Online Bible Study, you can um, post um, questions in there. Uh, Pam is very diligent to watch that all week um, so that we can answer those questions um, on our live show. And um, also to, you know, participate in the show, come to our Facebook Live. And we appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, Karen, Judith, um, thank you for participating. Um, And Danielle and, you know, all the children that are listening. And, um, you know, having that just playing in the background and children listening, but they're playing on the floor, you know, Mm -hmm. or playing with their toys, you know, they're still hearing. 
you know, they're still hearing God's word. Um, so that's always also a blessing. Um, so we will see everybody here next week. And uh, Michael, what, um, what is our title for next week? Title for next week is? You don't have it? I have it. Understanding the Total Blessings of Grace. The yes. Power of God's Grace. All right. And we'll start there in Titus uh, 2, 12 through 13. So join us next week. And we'll be in October. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Thank you. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to Why Paul. Visit us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com. And please join Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more thoughts and wisdom. Also, be sure to tell everyone about our program. Yeah.